Welcome to the new episode of She Gets It Done. Make sure to hit subscribe, comment or like. We hope you love this week's episode. Enjoy! Hey guys, welcome to She Gets It Done episode 4. It's a new year, 2024. Welcome! I hope everyone had a good Christmas break wherever you are you're listening from. You might have summer holidays at the moment. Enjoy it. And if you're stuck in winter, sucks to be you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Today, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, doggy daycare versus dog walking versus nothing. Like, does your dog need any entertainment day or not um i'm quite passionate about the topic obviously laura is because she is a dog walker she was a dog walker um so yeah let's get into it you want to yeah so and um i was also a doggy daycare attendant for many years so i've seen it all i've done Doggy daycare, dog walking, and uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're the yeah. specialist on this topic. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can really try to not be biased and and be like, okay, I've I've seen this, I've seen this, and I've seen this, and yeah. and see what you know I find uh better. Yeah. So shall we just jump into it with the pros and cons? Definitely, of- I think. To, like I don't know, um, maybe it'll be worth explaining a little bit what the doggy daycare and dog walking culture is like in Australia and New Zealand. Um, oh, yeah. I think in New Zealand it is massive. It is much bigger than when I left Melbourne here. Like every nearly every dog goes to doggy daycare or they go to a dog walker. And then here, the dog walkers sometimes take up to 30 dogs with them. And they go to like a forest area and they get the runoff lead for like an hour and a half, which gives me major anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. And then they come back and they're in the car for a long time of that, right? Because if you have to pick up between, let's say, 10 and 20 dogs, that takes a long time, uh, especially in morning traffic. And then they walk. And then that's the whole drop-off thing again. So that is really big. But so is doggy daycare. There is a lot of people that get puppies. And they think that now their dog has to go to doggy daycare. Because I think since the since COVID, I think COVID was the instigator of all of this. People think their dog can't stay alone anymore. Yeah. Or they don't teach him to be alone because we're working from home. And then... I've got clients that get babysitters for the day or they go away half a day and they have to go to doggy daycare for that half day. And like, to me, that's just wild because my dogs sometimes stay alone at night. Like it doesn't happen very often, but we could leave at like 5 p.m. at night and come back at 11 a.m. in the morning and they're fine. They just sleep on the couch. (laughs) Yeah, same that's where the whole discussion comes from for me at least like to me it's all a bit cray cray (laughs) yeah and like i've seen that with new clients as well or or new dog owners Mm. and that's the first thing they they tell you is like what what do i do when i have to leave my house without the dog and it's like this question didn't even exist 
10, 20 years ago, you would just oh, leave. Absolutely. Now it's like, oh, I'm going to need to be out all day. I need someone to be with the dog. So yeah. that's a new thing. Didn't exist before. And yeah. so, yes, yeah, solutions, solutions were brought by doggy daycares and dog walkers. Uh, and yeah, in Australia and here, I mean, I'm in Melbourne, so I can't talk for all of Australia, but it's, there's a lot of, yeah, doggy daycares everywhere. I just looked today and there's so many new ones that have opened as well. And dog walkers are now that we're back into a new year, are popping left, right and center. I don't know how to say this, but that's like everywhere, yeah. dog walkers. And, and that's a, it's not a bad thing. Like, I think it's good because in a way things are changing too like we all work more and now no one like people are going back to work so all the, the people that were working from home during covid they're now less at home so yeah things are changing you need to find ways but also i think it's important to not forget that during i don't know centuries dogs were very used to be independent and alone and, and not be with you all the time so that's still there we can we can still do that yeah so yeah i think people underestimate what not leaving your dog at home does with your dog constantly mm -hmm. having them entertained and around other dogs and not something yeah. actually creates a lot of the issues that they're probably experiencing but we'll go over that in a minute <laughs> yeah but it's yeah not... so that brings us to oh yeah. sorry no you go ahead go ahead <laughs> that brings us to um well i just wanted to go through the topic of what a, a dog in a natural environment what what their dog their day would be like if if they're in a natural setup and yeah. that's what a lot of people forget or maybe don't know about is that dogs are very quiet during the day. So yeah. a, a regular dog would get up in the morning at sunrise and do a bit of scavenging or hunting or like an activity, like they would play, run, whatever. And then yeah. after that, they're done and they sleep most of the day. Then they'll sort of get up and go pee and, and drink and like, you know, dig a little hole somewhere. And then they'll just go back to sleep. Until it's like sundown, and that's where everybody has seen this. You get the zoomies, you get that crazy time. That's that's the time where your dog is most active, and that's it. That's a dog's like a dog that has a fulfilled life. That's his life. That's what. That's all they need. Yeah. So, and you so, know, yeah, some, I would say some dogs might be slightly different. Like you have your working breeds that do work. Yeah. You know, and. I just want to point that out before someone comments, but I have a Kelpie and Kelpies need five hours of exercise a day. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. um, I just want to point it out. Yes, there's differences in dogs, but in general, it's exactly what Laura says. Your dog is active at sunset and sundown and in between, they need to sleep a lot. They don't need constant entertainment. Then but you... like let's go let's go with the kelpies so i have family that live in the falklands and i'm this is i'm not making this up they have a, a farm they have a sheep farm and they have their dogs that they use to move the sheep around and stuff yeah and those dogs so they are working dogs like they don't live inside the house they live outside they have their yeah. own like work my family they don't go and do sheep work every day 
that's but true. when they do yeah that's a full-on active day the dogs will be like from dawn to dusk chasing sheep and working Mm. And that would be like two or three days of intense work. And after that, that's it. We're done. And the dogs go back to the farm and they don't work for like another four or five days. They don't do much. And they would have that pattern of like sleep, rest, work crazy, work. But it's like, it's not even for those dogs that are working dogs. They don't work all day, every day. They have their breaks. Like they have their days where they're like, Okay, yeah, today we do nothing. And yeah, that is so true. Free. Yeah. 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 And if you don't believe Laura, go watch Master Dogs on Netflix. <laughs> they will show you <laughs> that that's the case. They they rotate. Also, they yeah. also rotate which dogs they're using, especially if you have a, like 10 dogs or something. But anyway, yeah. I think we're we're going very deep into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I think it's good because a lot of people probably don't realize it like it doesn't matter if you have a kelpie or chihuahua they don't need to be up so much like dogs are supposed to sleep around 14 hours a day puppies closer to 18 and then i guess you know that when they they're in their prime maybe 12 they just don't need to be constantly entertained i think that's a very human thing that we assigned to dogs um you know how do you pronounce that word? Anthropomologize or something like that? I don't know. Anthropomorphism. That one. Yes. So I think that's really something we have done to dogs. Like, oh, they can't stay alone because it's sad and they will feel lonely. We don't know that. And they need friends. That's another one. Lots of friends. They need lots of friends. And then going from that, we see the photos of the dogs playing or on the pack walk or the daycare. And then people will say, oh, look, he's smiling. Your dog isn't smiling. He's just panting. That's not a smile. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't be happy for your dog, but don't put human emotions on your dog's experience. It's not. It's not the same. Are they having fun? Yeah. Probably. Heck yeah. I'm sure, yeah. But they're not smiling and having fun necessarily. Yeah. Don't fill in those those blanks so much. <laughs> Alrighty. So. All right. We were talking about doggy daycare and dog walk. Yeah. We're not saying don't do either of them. But we did want to list some pros and some cons. If you are deciding at the moment, should I put my dog into doggy daycare? Should I go for dog walk? Or should they just stay home? Maybe this podcast will help you make a decision. Excellent. So let's start with doggy daycare. Yeah. Okay. So we went through some pros and cons of the what what's good and not for the doggy daycare. Uh, and... For me, I was trying to look at it from an uh, owner's perspective because as trainers, sometimes we forget that. Uh, and uh, the first thing I think about when I think of a doggy daycare, it's convenient. It's yeah. a convenient way to leave your dog for long hours in the care of someone else. And you know they're gonna where they're going to be and you know they're not going to destroy your house. And you know when you come home, there's not going to be pee on your couch and poop in your carpet and like nothing's going to be broken. So yes, that's the convenient part. take your dog there they do whatever they're doing there and when you come home from work you pick up your dog and you go home yeah uh so what else 
It's also a good place if your dog has legit separation anxiety. And yes. I say legit with a reason, because these days every dog has separation anxiety and they don't. Yes. If your dog cries a little because you leave, that's not separation anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for dogs that actually will injure themselves or escape out of every yard, every crate, jump through windows, doggy daycare is great. Yeah. And I would use that as a temporary solution, as a management solution when you're working on that separation anxiety. So yes, we need to keep leaving. Yeah. So if you have a dog that will injure themselves, escape and stuff, doggy daycare is a really good pro like okay let's let's put the dog there he'll be safe they'll keep him safe he's not gonna injure himself he'll be with people so that's good uh but i would also yeah definitely recommend that you know you need to do something about it you can't just leave the next 10 years like that i mean yeah. if you well, do you can if you can afford <laughs> it yeah whatever floats your boat but it's in terms of for the dog it's not helping it's, exactly. It helps you. It's help you manage the situation, but it's not helping your dog get over it. So very, very true. Uh, what other pro of a doggy daycare is if the doggy daycare is, is run well, your dog gets to be with like-minded dogs, with dogs that are suitable for them. So they actually can make good friends and have good interactions there. Yeah. Um, always emphasis on if the doggy daycare is run the right way. So that's a something it's hard to it's hard to tell if you're not so actually is, seeing the play. So how do I know if it's the right way? <laughs> I would then say it has to do a lot with your group shouldn't be too big. There shouldn't be too much barking. The dog should have rest. Um in between. I know that Tyler Mudo um has changed his whole daycare system. And it's now an enrichment daycare. So he rotates the dogs that are out, I'm pretty sure. And they have to do like training a little bit. And then it's like, go and do some sniffing over here. Now you go on your place. And they actually, it's, I think it's a daycare for me where dogs aren't just running around in the same circle yeah. playing constantly for five six seven hours straight that's where they actually are told no now you need to go sleep or yeah. yeah let's go do this activity or i need to clip your nails so we're going to train that like stuff like that to me that's yeah. Big, yeah and that's what and that's what we used to do when uh when i work at that doggy daycare we used to have rotation so we had like four different pens with oh, yeah. different dogs and we never had i think the most the most dog we had in one pen was probably 12 fish. Yeah. Uh, and and we did the rotations in terms of we would go into one pen and make it really active and, and be like, okay, now we're going to play this and we would play with all the dogs. Yeah. Um, and then we would finish the activity and, and put those dogs in a smaller pen or like separate the dogs or, or do some switching so that the dogs will calm down and, and rest. And then we would go to another pen and, and play with other another group of dogs. Yeah. And so I think that's important. So if you're checking out a doggy daycare and they tell you, oh, this is where the dogs go and they just play, play, play all day. For me, that's a red flag right Same. away. Like, yeah. So owners want to hear that the dogs are playing, but a dog trainer doesn't want to hear that. They want to hear that the dogs are regulated, like yeah. the stimulation yeah. is not constant. 
Well, it's kind of like a, a daycare for kids, right? If if you would send your kid to a daycare and they say, oh, they just play all day. They don't do anything else except playing. You kind of go like, but aren't you teaching like manners or don't they ever do a puzzle so they can work on their fine motor skills or to problem solving? Like, don't they learn how to share? Like, that's all the stuff you want your kid to learn when you send them to daycare. If, if they were just sent out into the sandpit for six hours, you'd probably go like, well, I don't think my child is benefiting much from this. Yeah. I I think. Hope so. <laughs> I think, well, you, we've got to make a difference. Like, you're not sending them to a board and train. So you if you send your dog to doggy daycare, you, you don't really have the expectation that there's trainers there training your dog. But there's a minimum, right? There's a, there's a minimum yeah. thing that you... <laughs> Like me as a doggy daycare attendant, I wasn't training dogs per se, but I was always doing things that to me seemed that would benefit the dog in their life, you know, yeah. like working on impulse control, working on, you know, sharing with other dogs, working on being with other dogs without pestering them. All of those, I thought they were good life skills that yeah, these exactly. dogs coming to dog daycare should have. Uh, and I remember having uh workmates that would tell me that I was a party pooper because I was like no these dogs are like overstimulated we need to like calm them down we need to separate them. oh you're a party pooper they're just playing but see this is this is where I think it's important to find a doggy daycare that has staff that are able to see when it's too much yeah. when the dogs are like no this is over the top and like because when it's too much that's when the dog fights happen Yay! You know, and, and dog fights doesn't have to be like blood and ripped skin and vet visits, but it could just be scuffles, you know? And crankiness, yeah. Scuffles in a group with 20 dogs is never good. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So you, you just don't want that to happen. And I... you don't and like you don't want the dogs thinking that that's that's the way it goes. Because I've I've been in, in, in places true. where we let the we let the dogs play 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 until shit hits the fan and then everybody separates the dogs and the dogs calm down but if you always if your dog group experience is always like that guess what that's what they think life is like they go out to, to a dog park or they go out to another place where there's dogs and they're going to start playing 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 until shit hits the fan and someone takes them out because they don't know how that's to stop so that? It's just, yeah. That's how. That's what life is like. So you have to be careful when you send your dog to doggy daycare. That especially if it's a puppy, that you need to be aware that what your dog is doing in that place, that's what they're learning. That social socializing with other dogs, that's what it's like. So then they they think that's that's how it is in everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, that's it. I think that that. Out of everything in this podcast today, take that one with <laughs> you and remember that because it is exactly that. If your dog gets to practice being a bully or being an overstimulated, rambunctious, but I love everyone dog, if they get to practice that six hours straight for three times a week, that's 18 hours of learning bad manners. You yeah. can never unteach that without some real 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 good training 
especially if you yeah. do it systematically for months, you know? And yeah. that is how your dog gets in trouble on the beach. Or this is why your dog becomes leash reactive when you're starting to walk them. Just because they do not know how to be around dogs and do nothing. And exactly. doing nothing might seem boring to us humans, but it's so, so necessary for dogs. They need to learn how to relax, how to just be chill, how to be able to see the world go by and be like, oh, cool, I'm fine with that. Like, if every time they see a dog, they lose their shit because they need to go say hi because that's what we do at Doggy Daycare, that is the recipe for a leash-reactive dog that you won't be able to handle. And then you get into the cycle of, I don't understand. He is so good at Doggy Daycare, but with me, he is horrible. I don't know. What am I doing wrong? Maybe I should send him to Doggy Daycare more, to socialize more. No, you need no. to take out of doggy daycare and stop completely. And now I'm the party pooper. <laughs> ah. Yeah, but that's true. Like if if you find yourself saying this phrase, because we've heard it, I don't understand. He's super good at doggy daycare. That's your answer right there. That yeah. means your dog at doggy daycare is good. Because he is put with other dogs that are as crazy and as playful as them. Mm -hmm. And then that's what they think everybody else is. But it's not. So that's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good way to find out if, you know, the doggy daycare is being beneficial for your dog. Yeah. Yep. So should we move on to walks? I think so. I think we covered a lot of it. I think the only thing for doggy daycare is to mention that a lot of dogs... You know, the saying, a tired dog is a good dog. And that's why so many dogs are sent to doggy daycare. A tired dog isn't a good dog. Well, yeah. an overtired dog is not a good dog. Because they end up actually being more destructive, more reactive, more difficult to train. Um, So yeah, that I feel dogs need to learn how to just relax sure. and lie down on the couch without constantly yeah. being, what are we doing next? I think there's a huge difference be for a dog that between being so tired I can't move and being like, I just know how to chill. I'm not necessarily tired, but I'm just going to lie here because we're not doing anything. And I think exactly. if you think about the mental, how mentally that feels, I prefer, personally, I prefer to not be exhausted and be able to chill exactly. than being like, I'm so tired, I fell asleep on my chair, you know? like. Yeah. But also, remember, when you feel that way, when you're so exhausted, how short is your straw? Is that, yeah. is that you know, like the or your fuse, I should say fuse, not straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, you easily blow up over the littlest things because you're so tired, you can't deal with it. Whereas yeah. if I'm just calm and chilling and I have a Sunday afternoon and I want to watch Netflix for five hours, yeah, I feel great. Yeah, that's a different chill. I like that you brought that up. <laughs> Let's yeah. go to dog walking then. Yeah, dog walk. So... To me, there's a lot of pros for dog walkings, uh, mainly because um, things have changed. So, so we we all live in more urban environments. We all work more now. There's less people in the house than before. Like uh, I always bring this up, but like when I was a kid, we had a dog, 
and we didn't really walk the dog much but also now i remember my mom was always at home there was always my mom was always at home so yeah the dog had company you know i don't even know if that dog had separation anxiety or not because he actually was never put in a situation where he had to be was alone (laughs) yeah right so but now it's different like so we have to acknowledge the fact that things have changed and like yes now there's a lot of situations where if you if you live with your partner and your dog and both of you work there's gonna be days where the dog is definitely home alone all day and if you live in an apartment or in a house with very small backyard it can get really long you know and it and like even for some people the dog doesn't have a proper space to toilet or stuff like that so i think those are situations where bringing in a dog walker is really good like it really breaks the dog's day yeah um i agree especially if it's a single dog yeah 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 because they're really home alone all day and dogs are social animals so yes a dog can cope well a dog that doesn't have separation anxiety can cope home alone all day but if that's gonna be their life for 10 years uh it's a bit sad. sad like i'm not gonna question why you got a dog in the first place but like let's face it like if if that's gonna be your dog's life then you need to bring in something that makes your dog's life better and yeah. i think that's where dog walker comes in it's nice like i i did dog walking for like seven or eight years and i walked the same dogs for seven or eight years yes yeah. so to me i was the life of those dogs like yeah. I was part of their entire lives. Like there's so many dogs I walked when started walking when there were puppies and I walk with them their entire lives. So that for me, that was a life for a dog. It's like that I was part of their their, oh, their day. Yeah. I totally agree um, with you. When um yeah. when I got Lennox, I was still working full time as a primary school teacher and my partner was also full time working. So we got a dog walker in twice a week just to break up his day because he was a small puppy by himself but um he saw Lennox grow up up until we left you know so it was like mess like he like Scott was sad too when we left like he came and he said his goodbyes and everything but yeah when Scott came Scott had his own things with the dogs you know he just knew them and then we got Zelda as a second dog and he really got hurt from the start so it is. You are a big part of your dog's life yeah. if you stick with the same walker. <laughs> and yeah, and I think that's what like if you compare doggy daycare and and walker. If you stick with the same walker, uh, because that you found the right one and that dog walker stays, then you're 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 really adding a family member into your dog's life. So that's that's someone that the dog your dog looks you know forward to see and is like, yeah. oh, I know it's Tuesday, the dog walker's coming today, like. I can tell you that the dogs know. Dogs if you, know. If you, yeah. if you walk dogs regularly, like I have my dogs, my Monday dogs, my Tuesday dogs, they know. And if you change the days and you come to the house like and me? it's not the usual day, they look at you like, you're you supposed here? to be here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Your day. So those yeah. things I think are important. Like dogs are routine animals. Um, and I always say I like to ch- change things up a bit, but I think that's a big pro of getting a dog walker if you find a permanent one that's really good it adds something really good into your dog's life when you can't be there you know so yeah so that's the good thing 
Plus, uh, the other thing is, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what, I was what? Say that, that person also knows your dog. So if something seems wrong, you have an extra yeah. to, to keep an eye out. Like, oh, he doesn't seem 100% today. Like, they can pick yeah. up on which I thought was yeah. great. Yeah, definitely. And uh, again, the same as with doggy daycares, what you need to look at is, well, make sure that that dog walker doesn't walk 60 dogs in the same uh, in the same walk. Um, I was a big, big fan of small groups, but that's just me. I'm not saying that big, big groups are, are bad. It's just very, very hard to manage. Yeah. So it just depends what you're after. Yeah. Um, I like small groups. I think up to six dogs is a nice little group. And if you always walk the same dogs together, they really become friends. They really build relationship and friendship and you can really go distance with that. So yeah. so that's something I would, the pros and cons, yeah? Yeah, so that's another pro. They have friends, but it's yeah. a select group. It's not 20 dogs select at group. the same time. It's just yeah. easier to manage for a dog. So another and, good uh, thing. And what happens if, if yeah? No, no, oh, you go. I was just gonna go to next next uh, point on the, yeah, the yeah, pros. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another good one is the peak activity that you mentioned earlier. So your dog likes to sleep mainly during the day. So with dog walking, your dog gets picked up in the morning, it gets their outing, and the rest of the day gets to sleep it off. Yeah, so yeah. that is a way more natural rhythm to a dog than being up for six hours straight is yeah and even if if the the walk happens in the middle of the day which is maybe yeah. a bit less natural it's still a small amount of time where your dog's going to be active that where your dog's yeah. going to be doing interactions and stuff and the rest of the day is still going to be quiet at home so before yeah. and it breaks the up the day it, too yeah you're working up, and they're home from i don't know nine till twelve thirty then get yeah. to be out from 12 30 till two and then it's just yeah. two till five and then you're home yeah. again three hours by yeah. themselves at a time is fine yeah. i think it's really reasonable and providing that you also give your dog you know one-on-one -on -one time that you also walk your dog like you're not just relying on your dog walker to do everything your dog mm -hmm. will have a really fulfilled life and you don't need to have a dog walker in every day because most dogs, if, if if the dog walk is done right and it's really um it's it's really active, the next day they don't need that same yes. adventure, you know. So Agreed. one or twice a day is good. Yeah. Especially if you're walking your dog in between as well. Yeah. And training uh, and all Cons for dog walking? Cons. Uh so if you have a dog that is destructive or barks a lot, maybe, you know, you, just being with a dog walker won't be enough. Like he's going to be barking and destroying stuff the rest of the day. So that's that's an issue you need to fix uh, before you get a dog walker. Yeah. Uh, the other one, you the trust bit. You need to trust your dog walker because they're going to have access to your house. Uh, so that's something... I don't know. I never had an issue with that. Uh, I think yeah. I come across as a maybe trustworthy. <laughs> I don't come across as dodgy. But there is that thing, the responsibility. Yeah, for me as a dog walker, mm. I have the responsibility of, you know, making sure that the house is closed, that I didn't leave, you know, the gates open, that I didn't lose the keys, mm. things like that. So that part 
is yeah. a con for me that yeah you need to find someone that's you know not gonna be like going through your drawers and and looking at your stuff you know definitely yeah. and uh, and yeah go and the other one is the walker might cancel on you yeah yeah on the day they're not well or it's raining really really bad yeah. or there's a storm or something um yeah. obviously they might cancel it's, it can be a little bit less reliable than doggy daycare yeah definitely depending so on who your walker is if it's laura she'll always come yeah i've never <laughs> yeah. canceled that's, <laughs> but, it, that's what I mean. there's not that many like me <laughs> that's right all right let's move to our recommendations because we'll have about five minutes to go yeah so quickly go through the recommendations so check out the doggy daycare um look at the barking if you walk in and it's just massive constant barking that's a no-go check the size of the groups <clears throat> um some of them will have really big groups or they will say like oh but the small dogs are with the small dogs and the big dogs are with the big dogs but they're still big groups or the puppies are with the puppies that isn't necessarily a good thing like yeah Small dogs can't play with big dogs and the other way around. They don't necessarily need to be separated. They need to be separated based on play style. Yeah. Ask about uh, their activities. What activities are done during the day? Yeah. I think that's important. Agreed. Um, what else do we recommend? If you're going to use a doggy daycare or a dog walker, we think once or twice a week should be enough for an, like a dog that is fulfilled in their life. If you need more, if you feel like you need more, what you need is training. Yes. <laughs> and then we did a little bit of maths on that, right? Because, you know, it, it's easy to it's easier to send your dog to doggy daycare or for training because your dog pulls a lead or whatever the reason is that you sent them, right? But um, a doggy, let's say $55, for a daycare visit times three times a week is $165 a week times 52. That is 80, that's nearly nine grand a year that goes to doggy daycare. And that's only if you have one dog. Did I even do that right? 55 times three times. <laughs> Don't ask me. Yeah, it is. And that's $9,000 for daycare for your dog. You could spend $1,000 with a really good dog trainer and fix the issues that are sending your dog to doggy daycare to begin with. May it be separation anxiety, barking, destruction, um, whatever. Your dog probably doesn't need daycare as badly as you think he does or she does. And the same goes with social time. Your dog doesn't need as much social time as you think your dog needs. They don't need 40 friends. If you have a dog at home, if you have two dogs at home, they don't need doggy daycare. They have each other. Yeah, um, it's my my thing on there because you don't want to use daycare as a crutch. You want to fix the problem with a trainer. Yeah, and most dogs are very happy having their own little family group. Yeah. They don't need to find friends outside if you already live like for example my example we have a big family yes yeah? so it's me my husband my three kids two dogs people coming and going that's plenty for my dogs they don't need anything else so not everyone has a big family like that but if there's already you your partner or your dog or you your dog and your dog 
that's enough that's enough that's just it. make sure you have a you take them out sometimes <laughs> that's, yeah exactly so you want to make sure that your dog is actually able to be alone and you don't start that with let's leave him home for six hours straight you start maybe like can he stay alone for an hour or for 30 minutes and start building on that because you really don't want to create that dependency of I need someone with me all the time and fill that gap with daycare or walking um, yeah if you need a dog sitter because you want to go to the restaurant you have a problem you need that, a dog trainer exactly. you don't need a dog sitter I love that <laughs> that is so true you need a dog trainer uh, and you need, if you do want to go to doggy daycare, you need to teach your dog how to be around other dogs without playing, without interacting. If you do not do that, I can almost guarantee you, you will have a leash reactive dog after like a few months. Yeah, that That's doesn't it. mean your dog is aggressive. It just means they are frustrated yeah. as heck because they don't learn to ignore dogs. That's it. That's it. Hey, those are our recommendations. Yay. That's our pros and cons list for doggy daycare. And um, walks. And walks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, All right. I hope this is helpful to you and it might have helped you make a decision. Love to hear comments. Subscribe. Um, yeah, help we'll us grow. Yes, help us grow. 2024, guys. Make it happen. <laughs> Yay. All right. I'll see you. All right next time we'll see you next time see ya